Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whiskerware Apparel, along with Chuck Davis and Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes, and tonight we got the Winter Blue on Wheelers winners, and we'll get to those guys here in just a minute. Chuck, we've been thinking about you, buddy. How's it going? Oh, good, man. I really appreciate it. The support I've had has been great, and um, I don't think I could get it anywhere else. Uh, well, you know, you know, I've had, uh, you know, all the assistance I've needed with everything. It's it's really took a lot off of me. That's great. You know, we got we got the best people in the world in the catfishing community, and uh, uh, we all been thinking about you, my man. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Leanne doing good. Yeah, she's uh, she's still doing about the same. I just hope she don't get any worse, and they can start improving her. If if she starts getting improved, maybe I can get her back in the boat one of these days. Yeah, heck yeah. I, you know, one of these big events we we go to. I you know I need to get down there. I haven't seen her in quite a while, so I'm I'm running low, and I need to be built back up. And I know she's full of it, so that'll work out just right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Doc, how's things in Ohio this evening? 50 degrees, uh, boy, that, that's really unreal. First of January, and it's, you know, you almost wear shorts out there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hard to take. Listen, yeah. I, I got a question Got a question for you. I know that you talk to Bink about every day, and I know he yeah. was down at Winter Blues. And how's, how is he doing? He is doing great. I talked to him for about 45 minutes tonight. Uh, he said that uh, he did he did a little bit of stuff out in the garage uh and uh, just you know, just messed around. He said, laid down, took a couple of naps, and uh, he he was telling me about him talking to Gary, and uh, he said he spent some time with him over the weekend. So uh, you know, he had a, he had a good time. He enjoyed himself. Good deal. So. Good deal. I'm glad that he did. Really glad. That's awesome. That uh, we we're, we keep thinking about old Bink, and I know he's he's doing just fine. And and uh, I. Had the opportunity to get on Janet a little bit about some of the the uh, sport things going on uh, yeah. over in Ohio, and Ben's eyes a nice guy. I let her slide this time, but yeah. once that base once baseball season starts, it's over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think most of the people that tuned in tonight are, are wanting to hear from these guys, and and uh, congratulations, fellas, for winning. Yeah. Uh, winter blues on Wheeler as a, I mean, you guys had got had it going on down there. Thank you. Thank you. We got Dale Smith and Chad and Gary Taylor. And, uh, you know, I don't know Gary, but I know these other two guys and they're great fishermen. And Dale's uh, won the, uh, angler of the year with Kansas city catfish last year. And, and, uh, Chad, he fishes a lot of Alex's tournaments and does really well in them. And, and, uh, I heard so much about Gary from Jason Mathena that I'm excited to meet him one of these days. So I know that you guys had to have a blast down there. It was pretty wild. <laughs> there wasn't many well, dull moments. Yeah, well, I kind of figured that. Now, uh, Dale, you've been to Wheeler before, but but the other two, have you ever been down there before? Yeah, that was, I haven't. That was my third okay. time down there. Your third time down there, and Chad, you hadn't been there. No. So, since you are the new guy on the block and hadn't been there, what'd you think of Wheeler Lake? <laughs> it was quite exceptional. <laughs> I, I kind of hated to come back to the Missouri River. 
<laughs> well, that Missouri River is a is a life of its own, but yeah, Wheeler's a special place. And and for some reason I think it's special in the winter. And maybe that's cause this is the first year we hadn't been to winter blues. And but you know, you guys pulling them fish in and out of that water, me seeing them pictures, man, I was jonesing pretty bad. <laughs> it was a good time. Yep, yep. I, you know, Dale, you fish a lot with Clint, and I know uh, how was it fishing with these guys? With was this like a new experience for you fishing with these guys? Well, no, not really. Uh, Gary's just about like Clint; they want to fish twenty-four hours a day. <laughs> one more spot, and it's ten o'clock at night, but we can fish one more spot. I tried getting them fish after the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'd have been there, you wouldn't have had no trouble with that. <laughs> we had a good time. I guess so. So, Gary, you, you get to fish with these guys. You go down there and you win winter blues. Uh, it, it Does it get any better than that? No, not at all. I mean, you know, one thing I've been wanting to do forever is win a tournament like this, and to go down there and have the accomplishment that we did and to do it was unbelievable. Well, this is just my opinion uh, for what it's worth, and it's really not worth anything to anybody but me, but I still got it. I think that winter blues – is one of the top five tournaments in the nation. Uh, you know, we have we've got Mississippi River Monster. We got Monsters on the Ohio, which is, you know, the longest running big event that I personally have been affiliated with. We got Rising Sun, and then boys out in Arizona has a big tournament every year. And, and Wheeler, uh, Winter Blues on Wheeler, though to me, uh, like I say, this is just me saying it. But to me, those are the top five in the nation at, right now. And uh, that may change next year, this year, year after, whatever. But you guys just kicked the ass out of everybody in one of the major events in the United States. <laughs> you really did. And we're all very happy for you. And I, the whole catfishing community is just ecstatic that you guys went down there and done as well as you did. Well, it was, it was a good time. We had some luck, though. I mean, you yeah. When you get to looking at, you know, David Shipman, Larry Muse, all these guys down there, and you're like, we beat these guys, you feel really blessed. Absolutely. You know, and you may fish uh, for 10 more years and not fish, outfish Shipman and Muse and some of them other guys. I mean, them some big deals in the catfish industry. And I'll tell you somebody else, and I'm not, not uh, trying to downsize anybody, but now uh, – Justin Browning went over there and done exceptionally well. Yeah. Justin, you know, can put some fish in the boat. He, you know, Justin has a little controversy about him, but the man can foot fish in the boat and he loves it down at Wheeler and he done really good. I just want to give him a little shout out. Uh, there was a lot of, of high placing teams down there that done really well, but uh, to win that thing, I know I can't imagine how good that feels for you. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Well, Doc, what have you got for these guys tonight? I'll give you first shot at them. Give me first shot at them. Okay. So, all right. See, so where did you guys go fish at? Did you lock through? Yeah. We did for part of the day. For part of the day. Made a choice. Sure. Skip Jack. Skip Jack. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had fished earlier in the week and didn't have no luck with Shad. So, we went to Skip Jack and – we did pretty good, Skipjack. 
-hmm. Now, were you were you anchored down, drifting, bottom bouncing? We was anchored down. Okay, I, I've got people on YouTube that are asking questions, so <laughs> that's that's why I'm I'm throwing so much stuff at you here right now. Um, so how? Okay, so you pre-fished for how long before the tournament? Well, we got down there Monday morning. Uh, we did more graphing than anything, just looking around and trying to see what we want to see. Just spent the whole week out there trying to take care of business. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have any current, did you? Not much. Anymore. Not much. Yeah, never is any. Very little of it there anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let's see what uh, somebody else is. So, any tips for winter catfishing? Kind of trying to eliminate the water that you're not seeing your fish in, and where you're seeing some fish, marking some fish, try them, and you get your feeders to feed. I mean, that's the best okay. thing I can tell them. And uh, what was the water temp and uh, air temperature? Water, 50, 50 degrees 50, on the water. 50, 51 on the water, and then the air was, what, 45 or something like that? I remember hearing somebody say, yeah. Because it was snowing on you guys for a little bit, wasn't it? It slated a little bit, yeah. 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 See if anybody else has got anything up here. Okay. Um, so you guys were anchored down. Were you using three-way rig, Carolina rig? What kind of rigs? Uh oh! Well, I hit a. I, I must have hit a mute point here. What's going on? All right. Why is everybody? Why is everybody smiling? Marlin rig. We called it. Called a marlin rig. He was using a. Uh, you know, them chain swivels are about like eight inches long or so. Yeah. He had one of those. We were giving him stuff all week about it. We were calling it a marlin rig. And man, I'll tell you what, he was tearing it up on it. And, I mean, I was using a Carolina rig and a three-way slip. Uh, kind of like with Jason. Uh, I use a swivel as my three-way leader instead of like a right. super slider and uh, yeah. use that. And then Dale, I think you had the Carolina rig. I was using Carolina rig. And who was catching the fish? Chad. Chad. I don't know about that. It was all a team effort. We had a good time. <laughs> uh, one night, Dale's so tired over there. And as I was saying earlier, I want to fish 24-7. Dale's rod just starts going down. I was like, Dale, get him, get him. He got up. It didn't be like 75-pound blue. Pretty oh, nice wow. Yeah. And that's pre-fishing? You got yeah. that before the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. We so, how, so how many fish did you catch before the tournament? Mm. We caught eight over 40. Eight over 40 fish before the tournament. But we didn't fish a lot. We did a lot of graph and a lot of looking. Yeah. Right, right. So Just eliminating water. <laughs> were you were you nervous when when game time came? Because you, I know you locked through and you 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 know where those fish are at. You know, so wherever you went, were the fish there? Yes. Obviously, sir. they must have been there because you won the thing. <laughs> but I guess you're always nervous to lock through. I mean, there's yeah. always oh, that yeah. chance. Yeah. You know, first 10 minutes of the tournament, we anchored up, and me and, me and Dale had seen that fish on the graph, and it was <coughs> five minutes, 10 minutes, and Chad's rod hammered over and ended up being a 76-pounder. Wow. 
Yeah, that's pretty good when you start right off the get go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It oh, took yeah. a lot of tension off. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, you put a big you put a big fish in the boat and followed by another big fish or two of them. By a double. Two a double. Wow. We had a double, a fifty and a sixty. Yeah. What's the, what's the chance of that happening? Yeah. Now, boys, that's being on them now. I ain't kidding you. Yeah, that is. That is. So now you're getting nervous because you can't. Now you have to find that your unders, and and yeah. you're catching nothing but overs. That was that the biggest problem all week. All week. Yeah. Oh, Friday, oh yeah. Friday we went out pre-fishing trying to find unders. End up hitting a forty and a sixty, just trying to find unders. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you you really you truly got to find them unders big oh, unders yeah. to be competitive. Uh, you know, if we hadn't had the, the unders we had, we wouldn't have finished as well as we did. Yeah, because I seen where David and Natalie were right. They were right on you, on yes. you guys. So. Because I, I looked at it and they they had to catch five really quality fish, because you guys had that they one did. big kicker and yeah. So. I think they had two sixties, I think. Yeah. yeah now were they fish. were they somewhere near you? Could you guys see them or? No, no we didn't. Okay, so you didn't. So nobody nobody was around you. Was I think there... we could really see. Okay. All right. Uh. See if anybody else come. Okay, what? Well, okay, I got that covered. All right, yeah. Well, good, good going, guys. Way to go! Excellent job. Thank you. <coughs> That's all the questions I got, Lyle. Okay, Chuck. I, I know that you, I see you sitting there fidgeting in that chair, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Uh, you know, was y'all uh, was y'all pretty nervous about getting fresh bait, or uh, did everything come together pretty good, and you knew it was going to come together, and y'all got what you needed on Friday, or did y'all was y'all able to get some on Saturday morning, or how'd y'all get your fresh bait? Well, actually, we got down there Monday morning, and we started getting fresh gippies Monday morning, and we was able to get fresh bait every day, so we was pretty confident in that. We got our bait before saturday and we had more than enough and had it iced down good but it was not nervous about that yeah that's probably the only thing i wasn't nervous about <laughs> that, was... uh, that uh being below uh wheeler dam is something else uh being on that i call it a small reservoir compared to the other 60 mile long reservoirs we have you know you can you can get from one end to the other in, in 30 minutes on, on a small craft, you know. Um, but, you know, the size of that Wheeler Dam and, and the uh, – and it's pretty dangerous under there also. What what y'all think about that dam and, and the, uh, you know, the water below it? Pretty shallow and a bunch of big, big boulders and stumps and all kinds of stuff out in front of it. Right. It's pretty scary uh, maneuvering through there because, you know, some of that stuff – you know, right out there in the middle, there's some stuff just inches underwater, um, you know, and, you know, my, my prop seen plenty of them out there, you know. Dale's, Dale's prop's got it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, 
but you, you know, that's some, um, you know, you gotta be careful down there when you're down and all that stuff, but, uh, it's, it's some pretty good fishing down in there too for, you know, uh, what was y'all's plan on the unders exactly? I know, uh, y'all were probably worried about that the most all week. And, and then coming into Saturday morning, uh, after you got the, the your big fish in the boat and knowing you had a good chance of maybe even looking up, looking for unders and maybe even getting one bigger than those, which I know some guys who's done that before. Um, was that, y'all was pretty nervous about getting those unders and were they where y'all thought they were going to be? Actually, they were. Uh, it, we had to get there to them and, and when we pulled in there, we started graphing them. It was just a matter of trying to get out of the wind and the waves, you know, get tied up where we could sit there and, and, and get them. And it took us a little while, but we ended up getting them, all three of them in there. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I've heard a lot of guys say, man, I couldn't get no unders. I was getting 50s and three foot of water and 10 foot of water and 18 foot of water and 30 foot of water. Um, you know, and that's that's always – but you know, most time those those unders are pretty good. You know, you got a good chance of getting some good quality uh, fish up to twenty five pounds that's still under thirty four inches. I caught a a twenty four and a half pound uh, thirty three and a half fish on Wilson, uh, and it, it was so full of shells you could you could feel them with your hands moving around on the stomach. They were on them. Uh, I guess they were on the muscle beds and uh, feeding and they it looked like a little bowling ball yeah and uh That's and you know, exactly you know and i i was you know that's one time i was very excited because i've never had an under that was really that nice in a tournament and um you know i got beat that day but you know Everybody's like, man, you're not excited about the 60 pounder. I'm like, no, that it's not every day you catch a, you know, a 24 pound under, you know, that's just, uh, when you get one of those in the boat, it's unbelievable. You measure it three or four times to, you know, to make sure that you're not doing something wrong. And, uh, you know, there's some really nice fish down there and I, I'm glad everything worked out for y'all that, uh, well, do y'all lock back up midday and, and fish Wheeler a little bit, getting ready for weigh-in? Yeah. yeah. We was just uh, – I think we went locked back through before noon. Yeah. Just because we got – was getting nervous of – we didn't want to get caught on that side of the, the lock. Getting below the locks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I seen a post midday that somebody, you know, Jody put on there that, they was going to be bringing a, a, a tug or a barge or something through and it was going to take up a lot of time. And he was telling everybody to get to the, uh, to the lock right now. I think that was probably around one o'clock. Y'all might've already been up already. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, how many people ended up going down, uh, locking down to Wilson with y'all, uh, early that morning? There was at least 12, 13 boats in that lock with us. Yeah, that made y'all feel a little bit better not seeing, you know, 30 in there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's really nervous. You know, the the more in there, and you know, you see some of them guys with, you know, two fifties and three hundreds on there, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, especially when you got a little uh, dink magnet like mine with a little one fifteen on it, and uh, you got guys blowing by you from each side, scaring you to death. <laughs> but uh, so when y'all when y'all got back up in the wheeler, did y'all uh, did y'all just go off somewhere and just start anchoring to to uh, try to get better fish, or did y'all just start uh, doing some dragging and covering some ground, or how'd y'all how'd y'all handle the end of the day? We stuck we stuck to anchoring and uh, had a spot where we thought we could catch our unders and whatever. Like Dale said, we got in there and we were marking them and we set up on them and they they bit and. Uh, Oh, we had okay. one. We had one or two good unders that were, like you said, like I think the biggest under we had was probably almost 20 pounds, and uh, we measured them a couple times, and then got the two others in the boat, and we weighed in probably what by 115. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's about what time I seen y'all on Facebook. Probably 130. Um, I was like, oh, here it goes. It's a. It looks like it's gonna be a good day, and I was. <laughs> It was killing me not being there. It was us too. It was killing us. I was pacing around the whole parking lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, been there. So, I think they had like yeah. 10 boats with over 100 pounds of weight. So, yeah. you know, it's a good bite for several people. Heck yeah. Yeah. You know, like you said, you got, you got all them guys that – you know, you see them at every Wheeler tournament. You know, it don't matter if it's the Sea Art tournament, a Cabela's tournament, uh, a, you know, Bass Pro tournament. And it, it may not even be their home water, but they live in a good, comfortable driving range to where they're able to uh, go. And, and week in and week out, they're always putting big fish in the boat. And I bet y'all were going crazy having to wait for them other 70 <laughs> boats to weigh in. That was just, yeah. yeah, because, you know, you got, you know, y'all didn't mention Magnus, but you can't overlook <laughs> Magnus. I yeah. mean, he's, al he's always got some big old cows in the boat, you know. There and, was a lot of good fishermen there. You know, you, you take Cooksey's, uh, Carl Morris, Casey Tudrow. Casey Tudrow makes me nervous because he really holds <laughs> a lot of big fish down there. So oh yeah he does a lot of good fishermen think about midway through weighing i thought most of the boats were through i looked out in the water and there was like 30 more boats i was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys casey tutorow you don't have to be on wheeler now that boy put fish in the boat you put him in a mud hole where there ain't no water in it and he's gonna come up with one <laughs> yeah. it seems like it yeah, yeah he, but, he's a little scary. The term, the term "sitting on the hot seat" uh, <coughs> really played through that day, didn't it? Yes, oh, it yeah. <laughs> That was a long hour and a half wait, or two hour wait, whatever it was, <laughs> waiting for everybody to get in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, when y'all were up on the hot seat, did y'all hear any rumors about any other big fish? Because there's always somebody running through, you know, saying, oh, so-and-so's got a monster, you know. Uh, did y'all hear any rumors of anything big coming up that made y'all nervous that ended up not being what y'all thought it was going to be? Well, I was talking to Bink there during the weigh-in, and he said, you know, you got a good fish there, but you just never know down there with big fish. He said you might have the, one, the winning weight, 
but he didn't know about big fish. He heard, you know, throughout the week how I many big fish were being caught. So that was really the only thing that he kind of mentioned to me that made me a little nervous on big fish too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always a threat of the triple digit showing yeah. up. Especially there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because we, you know, we was down at we was down at Monsters, you know, and Tutro had boat trouble. You know, the poor guy, he was he had to make a, a heck of a run with that, with his boat giving him trouble, and he was just having a really bad day. And he, you know, somebody had asked him, somebody heard that he had seventy pounds, and it was, uh, you know, misunderstood that he had a seventy, and you know, before he even got up there. Everybody thought a 70 pounder was going to be pulled out, which he just said, Hey, I don't have but 70 pounds, you know, and everybody thought he had a 70 pounder. But I mean, yeah, things like that are getting the more people that talk, the more things get turned around and mixed up and nerves start wrecking. And, um, you know, them guys on the hot seat, they were, they were like, Oh, Tutro's got something, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's really scary there, but he's he's pulled off some really good ones on the uh, on Wheeler also. He's he uh, pulled that sea arc off, and that was probably the uh, the highlight of his career so far. I would think. I mean, that was just outstanding. Yeah. And I I hope I really hope that these uh, you know sponsors and stuff start seeing him, and he starts getting some really good deals coming in for because he he's getting up there to where. You know, he, he's going to be, you know, be able to compete with the big boys week in and week out. And if he had – I think if he had the equipment that a lot of the other guys had, uh, it may help him out just a little bit more. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm really glad y'all uh, pulled it off, and I know y'all are tickled to death about it. And – uh I'm going to pass y'all on off the loud and let him talk to y'all for a little bit. And it's been good interviewing y'all. Thank you, Chuck. You guys, uh, you locked through and all of your big fish, if I understood this correctly, was caught on Wilson. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Now, did you catch, did you catch the unders on Wilson or did you lock through and catch the unders on Wheeler? We caught the unders on Wheeler. Okay. It was a hesitation there. Something tells me that you didn't want to let me know that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, Dale, I'm assuming they took your CR down there. Is that correct? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, it's, you, you need a big boat down there. I don't know what – I don't remember what Chad's is, and I don't know what Gary's got, but you really need a big one down there. And, and was the weather any kind of factor for you guys? I know it was windy as all get out down there. No, it wasn't too bad. There was one day we had some uh, rollers coming over the front of the boat for a while. We got out of that. But, uh, it was really not too bad. Well, now, I've never been on Wilson. I've fished Wheeler, but I've never been on Wilson. And one of the guys that I know was going down there said that he was going to fish Wilson because it had high sides on and he thought that would, would keep him out of the wind somewhat. Did you find that to be the case there? No, not really. No. <laughs> okay. Rough. Yeah, if if the wind's coming up or down uh, and not cross sideways, it don't really make any difference, does it? No, it got pretty. Windy. It was pretty rough one day. Right. Well, you know, I got a list of stuff here that I wanted to ask you guys about. Them two guys always get my questions before I get to you. Uh, how how hard was it to find the unders 
when you got there? After you had your good fish. Well, it, it really wasn't too hard after we locked back up. We had a pretty good idea where we thought they would be. And luckily we pulled in there and, and started graphing them and there they was. It's just, you found them and then you just had to throw to them and, and get them to bite. Now, a lot of the guys was telling me that they could find fish. They just couldn't get them to go. But you guys must have been able to get them to go about any place you was at. We had some spots we couldn't get them to go. They just wouldn't work. Yeah. 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 Now, when, when that happens to me, I'm ready to go. You know, if I'm on fish and I know they're good fish, I don't care how big they are. If they ain't going, it's time to find them someplace else because someplace, somewhere, there's going to be fish biting, and you just got to get on those fish. Yeah. What was you going to say, Doc? Yeah, did you guys downsize your bait? <laughs> no, not really. We probably should have, but uh, I guess it, towards the end we yeah. started cutting down towards a little bit, trying to get them unders. Used pretty big bait though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys used all big bait most of the day then. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you talking about are you talking about whole skipjack with the end of them cut off? Pretty big. Pretty much. I, I'm telling you, everybody that catches good fish down there, that's what they say. It ain't no sense you downsize your bait. If you're looking for big fish, you better be using a big piece of meat. I know me and Dale were throwing double rigs, and, I mean, pretty much right past the fin, we'd cut her off. And, I mean, that was some of the skipjack we had were like that, so <laughs> that's, pretty good baits. That, that's right. And he well, just and caught them all. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you a question about that now. Uh, was it was he was he catching them on on just the rods that he was sitting by, or did if if one guy across the boat uh, get would go down, did he just jump up there, race over to it, and take it? No, no, it was his no? rods. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys designated each other's rods. He just happened to be the lucky guy to get them. Well, they shoved <laughs> me clear up to the front. I wasn't even in their <laughs> boat. I had a windshield between me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man sounds like a lot of fun well at one time <laughs> i looked around and and he had a rod going down <laughs> and we just just mass peel and drag i hollered at him he turned around and he had a mouthful of cheese and his handful of cheese he was eating and hadn't even seen his rod yet <laughs> there i'm shoving that cheese and grab that rod <laughs> We got it taken care of, though. Well, uh, did he ask for any assistance, or did he just throw his eats out? No, no he shoved them <laughs> Oh, he shoved them all in at once? Yeah. Didn't offer us no cheese. <laughs> or the fish. Uh, no. <laughs> Man, I, I, I know you good. guys had a blast down there. It just had to be so much fun. The, the uh, one thing that I was curious to know, I mean, I know you guys watch – uh, social media as much as everybody else does. And and last week, O'Leary Muse and them boys he was fishing with, putting them 100-pounders in the boat. Uh, was you nervous about them guys finding them big fish again? Not I mean, kind of, but not really because, in my personal opinion, with like a 100-pound fish or a 90 or whatever, I think when you catch one of those and you sore lip one, I, I think it is going to be a while till that fish feeds again. And you can't go out every day and tell me that you're going to put a 90 and 100 pounder in the boat even if you're marking that fish every day there's just there's just no way 
Well, I think that this is just my opinion, but I, I'm not so sure that they don't they wouldn't eat if it come to them. But I really think that it is wore them down so much that they're they're not chasing anything. The yeah. only way they'd eat it is if it's right there in front of them. Because when you take a fish that weighs 70, 80, 90, 100 pounds and you fight him for anywhere from five minutes to 45 minutes getting him in the boat, he has – that's took a lot out of that fish. And it's going to take him a while to recoup that. And, and in a while, I mean a few days. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that it's the fact that they they're if it was right in front of them they probably would take it but they're just not going to go out searching for it till they rest up and uh, you know they're very athletic animals uh, I'm telling you right now you take my food away from me and I got to chase you down it well to start with it ain't going to last to the door but the chase will be over but uh, I'm going to be beat you know I ain't going to worry about it for until I get rested up and I feel like they're the same way that's, that's what they fine. make tasers for yeah. yeah I'm thinking shotguns but what do I know. But that's a lake it could happen on, you know. I mean, you don't ever oh. know what's going to come in. I think it's yeah. with Chad's fish. He had that 76. And, I mean, it, all the fish were doing good in the live well. But the one risk that we didn't want to take and the reason we weighed in early is we didn't want to risk the fish either and then, you know, not be able to make it back the way. And that's one reason we locked through early too. But you could tell that 76-pounder was just beat after we got in yeah. the boat. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share something with you. You probably already know about, but get a hold of Jody Harrison. He's got some them fish like products. They are outstanding. Got to help you in future deals like that. It won't fix every problem, but it'll help. Yeah. That's, he's he's really got some good stuff, and and I know that that uh, Dale has a great live well in his boat, but they, it just it's hard on him. You know. It, uh, did you all run any oxygen or anything like that down there? Yeah, we did. <clears throat> you know. That helped. Did that help you any at all with them big ones? Yeah, when we first put him in there, you know, you could tell he was tired. Uh, turned the oxygen up a little bit more than I normally do for about 15 minutes and started turning it down. And he, he did all right. But when you've got 177 pounds fish in a live well, it's pretty full live well. Yeah. Yes, it is. It don't care how big a live well is. It's That's a lot of fish, man. <laughs> that's a lot of fish. You know, and, and that's one of the reasons that I always push for three fish limits. And I understand that they got the two overs and the three unders. But so many boats, I don't care who makes them, but there is a ton of boats on the market that does not have a live well that could safely hold 180 pounds of fish. Yeah, sure. And uh, if they don't have oxygen systems and drain systems where puts water in and lets water out all the time, uh, you're really stressing those fish, and and uh, every every place they fish don't have that kind of fish. I got that, but when when you run into a deal like that, it's especially if you got to lock through, man. That's a main concern. I, Dale, you was up there at the Jack and Jill tournament that Cindy and I won, and I mean, I kept the lid up and down, checking that thing out, and we had everything going on that baby. But you know, I told her at 11:30, I said we're locking through. I'm not getting hung up here, and. Uh, I, I will lock through on occasion, but boy, I tell you what, when I'm ready to lock back through, if we do any good at all, because I, the last thing in the world you ever want to do is get hung at a dam. Yeah. 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 You know, and like uh, you're saying with the boats, I've got the new CR ProCat 200, the 2016. And uh, with the oxygenator in there, if you ain't really running oxygen, like you said, you got a bunch of big fish in the live well. I mean, you're taking a big risk at that. I mean, with you with putting oxygen in there with them and stuff you can kind of ease a little bit i think you know but with that right. with that 76 and the 60 in the live what we had there wasn't much room for more <laughs> oh yeah I mean, and you know it people just 
I don't think that the that they understand the concept that we're talking about here, and, and especially some of these boat manufacturers. They'll make a really, really nice boat and then put a 30-gallon live well in it. Well, what are you guys going to do with that down there? <laughs> uh, we've been kind of, messed, kind of screwed on that. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I, deals like this, and, and I know that CARC has looked at this, and they've, they've made improvements, and a lot of the other – Big manufacturers, G3 and uh, Crestliner and a lot of them guys, they're doing things like that. So it's really, really good to see that these these companies are stepping up and getting us what we need uh, because, uh, you know, I may never have a 170-pound day, but it's possible that the next time you go out, you'd have one, and you have to be prepared for the day you guys had every time you go out. Yeah. Them big so, fish are just five seconds away. Yeah, they really are. They really are. It's uh, it's amazing. I, I'm still blown away that that you guys was on them all week and then day of tournament. Uh, did did that weather not affect you guys whatsoever as far as catching fish? No, it wasn't really a big weather change though. I mean, we had a little rain, but as far as temperatures and stuff, it never faded much. The first couple of days, I mean, it was 70 degrees and it dropped down to, you know, 40 and 50 there, but I don't think it really affected us much. Yeah, now, do you guys think that those fish was just feeding up for cold times? Could be. I mean, I I honestly think the fish is kind of like me, just eat because it's in front of them, you know. That may very well be. When you when you was marking those big fish, was you marking bunches of them at a time? At times, at times you'd see three or four of them in a group or five, and the next time you'd see one kind of out by itself. So it was kind of. Was there a lot of bait around? Did you mark a lot of bait? We did mark a lot of bait. We did. Yeah. And and you'd have a school of I don't know whether it was skipjack or shad, but you'd have a school anywhere between 30 foot to 50 foot deep and there was fish all around them were there were the fish uh, relating to ledges or any drop-offs or were they just out there they was you see them a lot on the ledges you know just right on the edge of the ledge just you know which that's, like that's usually that's typical for the larger fish to yeah. catch them on the ledges like that. I got a question for you guys, and I got a feeling you're not going to want to tell me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I hear every year, oh, I'm fishing 80-foot water. I'm fishing 100-foot water. And I know guys do that, and I know they catch a lot of fish. But I'm going to call bullshit on most of that because I'm not fishing 100-foot water. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't believe that that you can consistently put them in the boat doing that. And I know guys prove me wrong every day. How deep were they, fellas? Well, most of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think the deepest one we caught was in forty foot. Yeah. Uh, I wondered about that, and and I know you said that you you didn't have a whole lot of current down there, but. I've never been there when there was current. I know there's current there at times, and I also know last year that I didn't go far enough to get in it, and then that really chapped my buns. Uh, 
because I had the opportunity to go up there and just didn't go far enough. But uh, being a being a guy that likes current likes river fishing, uh, I feel like my chances are better in a deal like that than dragon bait because I just don't care for that. But uh, where I'm at, I'm gonna have to start learning to like it a lot more. Yeah. And, and all three of you guys are river guys. I know Chad fishes the river a lot. I know Dale fishes the Missouri a lot. I know Gary fishes the river a lot. So to go down there on a lake and, and do that well, is, is that's pretty amazing. Pretty good, yeah. I think one thing that kind of helped, too, is we got Lake of the Ozarks. So whereas you fish the low end of the lake, you have no current. So that kind of, in my opinion, kind of gave us a heads up for what we were going at anyways, you know. That's probably right. That's probably right. You know, just, we was talking about that before the show, and and uh, if they're not running the water through the dams at any lake, but especially Lake Ozark, Wheeler, place like that, uh, there ain't nothing. Yeah. Okay, you guys said that you're anchored up. Uh, were you running a single anchor, or you have one out the rear too? We did both. There was a few times we'd throw a drift sock out, and just the waves would keep that drift sock tight and keep the boat steady. Yeah. So, big, go ahead, go ahead. No, go I'm, ahead. Not, I'm not a big fan of the double anchor because you're yeah, setting, yourself up, <laughs> setting yourself up for really getting a, a bind with a big fish. Yeah. There was yeah. times we absolutely had to. In the winds you was in, I, I, I would think you would have had to part of the time anyhow. Did you ever do any spot locking or anything like that? <laughs> and my spot lock what ended up not working very good down there for some reason and then actually the day of the tournament my trolling motor never would come on oh so, good thing we had a so, anchor game wasn't it yeah it is uh so you guys didn't do any dragon baits whatsoever no not that day could wow man no troll i i and i know dale i know he checked all that stuff before he left so it's just a fluke deal that it didn't work, but I think Johnny Coleman, some of them guys had some, some, uh, trolling motor problems too. But, uh, yeah, I know Dale, he's over that boat top to bottom before he pulled out of there, making sure everything was <laughs> right. He probably had Clint over helping him do it. <laughs> no, I don't think Clint was around that week. Clint's been busy well, fishing. I, well, I know he asked me to go the other day and I couldn't make it, but I, I was pretty bumming about that too. <laughs> <laughs> I've had kind of a crappy week of stuff happening that I wanted to do and couldn't do it, you know. But uh, you know, he's he was he's been on to fish up the lake. So, well, you guys were the the top team qualified for the Catfish Weekly National Championship. I I can't tell you what it means to me that uh, the winners of the Mississippi River Monsters come from Missouri. The winners of the Monsters on the Ohio come from Missouri. The winners of the Missouri or Winter Blues on Wheeler come from Missouri. Boys, you 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 guys are getting us some some knowledge here. People are, are starting to look and say, "Hey, them boys from Missouri, yeah, they're coming." Ah, damn, here they come again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the thing that helps us a lot, Missouri boys, we fish the river all the time. If you can get some fish on that thing, you can dang near catch fish anywhere. I think. I really do. Well, are you talking about the Missouri River? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, if, if you can consistently put fish in a boat on the Missouri River, uh, I, I don't know of a place that's any tougher. Yeah. Uh, it just takes different strategy when you go someplace else. And and uh, I'm 
I believe you. I, I, it is. It's it's hard. Uh, I do like the fact going down there. Now there's structure all over that lake. I know there's a lot of wood in it, and there's a lot of rock and and big pipes and all kinds of stuff down there on those two lakes. But uh, there's no wing dikes. You don't have to worry about getting yeah. in them things. And, well, we and uh, you know, we didn't hit no wing dike, but we sure did dry docker. <laughs> oh, let's let's hear about that. Oh, wow. Well, you know how like you go up by Decatur, and the it has yeah. a large channel there, and it has the main channel. Well, Dale kind of got a little left of the red buoys, and we're going about I don't know forty miles. We're hour. sailing along there pretty good, but it'll all buff out in later. <laughs> but we 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 dry docked for about forty miles per hour. <laughs> well, and you're really not dry docked if you're still moving. Yeah, yeah we cut we cut a trail. we cut a new trail. <laughs> <laughs> So you think the next guy that went down through there could probably make it now? Well, probably right. so. <laughs> good chance. Just, just a good, good dredge job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shine, shine well, yeah. Nobody got thrown out of the boat. And nobody got hurt, so it'll be all right. Oh yeah. I, I want to know about this uh, catching this bottle, you guys. Oh boy. Yeah, I need to know about that, and I, I'm pretty sure that everybody would like to hear about that. I know why. Yeah, and I want to know what was in that nasty thing. Oh. Man, that <laughs> that muscle shells look like chocolate milk. <laughs> and and who, good. who caught that? That's Dale. Dale. I did. I mean, Dale him, caught it. Me and him caught fish there, too, though. You guys was catching fish, and he's catching bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't going to touch it either. He said, you're going to have to give me some needle nose to get this nasty thing off here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what's a, what's a chance? Was it a plastic to... bottle? No, it was a, it was a glass, glass bottle. bottle. Glass bottle. Oh, wow. What's the chances of you being anchored up? Yeah. <laughs> Real and then I told him, I said, guys, this sucker's got a little weight to it. <laughs> and get it in. It's a 12-ounce glass pop bottle. Uh, and the hook is underneath, the is underneath that little ring that the cap seals to. <laughs> the hook was underneath it. I mean, it was solid. It was good time. And and you guys didn't ride him at all about that. Oh, it was on Facebook. It was in five minutes, I think. <laughs> so they would. They, not only did they ride you, they was unmerciful. Thanks for oh, yeah. telling about the other one. <laughs> He didn't like to take pictures of everything he caught. I can just tell you that. <laughs> yeah. What else did he catch? Oh, boy. We call him the Channel Cat Master. Have you ever caught a Channel Cat down there, Lyle? No, I never have. Well, I have now. Um, <laughs> have you now? About 10 inch. Oh, <laughs> I thought they was born bigger than that down there. <laughs> Well, you you guys had a really good time, and I know you was down there all week, so I, I can't imagine uh, being down there. Did you all stay at the cabins, or uh, did you get a motel room? Yeah, we stayed at the cabins. Isn't that a great deal? Go down there, and they, when you walk in that thing, all you got to do is bring your personal items and food. Everything's there for you. Yeah, yeah. And it even made it now. It made it better that uh, Troy and Amy was in a cabin over there. Them and Ken Miller. It was a short drive, so you could go over there and visit them, or they'd come over. And anytime you're around Troy Hansen, hmm. it's a good time. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's pretty yeah. comical. Did, did he fix your meals? We had smoked turkey Saturday night. That's and it pretty was good. excellent. 
Now, Troy's a pretty good, pretty good cook, and uh, him and I have set to. In fact, the night before the tournament, he was at his cabin down there, and everybody else was in bed. And maybe it was the night after the tournament was over, but everybody was in bed except him, and he was having a drink with me online. You know, we <laughs> he was. <laughs> We was having a good time, but uh, Troy, he cooks on a boat. He cooks in the cabin. He just about cooks anywhere. And as long as you don't pick up his catfish calling habits, you'll probably be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did he get you to try to eat any uh, shad or anything? No, and he ain't going to get that done. <laughs> he, he would he prepared a, a skipjack filet on a cracker with oh. cheese. With cheese. I see yeah, I've seen that picture. And he can have all of them he wants because this old boy ain't doing that. Yeah, I'm not interested. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I can't think. Armstrong, what's his name, uh, Chuck? Over in Indiana, Ohio, has the the web, the, the forum that ate that. Kip, Kip Armstrong went That's out there. Sad. He went out there That's to the sad. James River James with, uh, yeah, with you Captain Hugh. Yep. And uh, have made a bet, and he took a big old bite out of one of them dogs, and oh, that ain't no way, <laughs> no, no way. I, I ain't doing that. That'd be pretty rough. But old Kip, he he done her with a smile, you know. <laughs> I don't know how he done it, but that uh, that was a big deal for a long time. Well, guys, I enjoyed having you on the show with us tonight. If if you guys have got anybody that you want to thank or any statements that you want to make. Uh, take your time and go ahead and do it right now. I think I'm pretty good. Well, good. I want to thank you guys for letting me go with you. I mean, yeah, that was an cool. awesome time. And uh, my sponsor, Tombstone Tackle, Adam Wolf, there in Columbia, for uh, always treating me good and hooking me up with all the catfish gear I need. Adam's awesome. He's he sponsors Cindy and I. He's just a really good dude. Yep. Well, I can honestly say uh, Monster Rod don't sponsor me, but I sure appreciate his rod holders because they got tested real good this week. <laughs> they, they locked them down and held them. Old Steve will be happy to know that, I'm sure. Hey, and personal best this week. These two caught their personal best on Rod and Reel this week. Really? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Two out of three of you setting a, setting a new best, That's that's pretty awesome. I caught my biggest blue I've ever caught down a wheeler down there this year, too. I had an 85, and Dale's a 75, and yours a 76. Wow. It's quite a trip. Well, Chuck, Doc, Doc I'm not going to miss another one of them. I mean, we missed this one because I, <laughs> I had some issues. I, I sat there and turned the screen around on my computer while I work at night, late at night, and I'm seeing all these pictures, and I'm just about to go crazy and and uh, this was the first one of those that we had missed. And I, I just was sick to my, uh, about not being going. That may be what's the matter with me now. I may be still hung over from that not getting to go. Uh, but, you know, things things just didn't work out for us this year. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you're not going to have another winter blues on wheel without me being down there. And I don't mean I'm going to be in the competition for you, but I'm going to have just as much fun as the rest of you. Well, actually uh... – we were talking about a year stake. Chad's already wanting to book a cabin for next year. <laughs> so, so as soon as we get to date, we're booking a cabin. Oh yeah, you know we we get the to me getting a place to stay 
uh, and knowing where the the eating facilities is at is as as important as well, not as important as finding bait, but it's almost as important. Yeah, yeah. that bait's yeah. pretty important. That bait is the number one thing. If you're not even on fish, you still got to have bait in case you find one. That's just the way it is. Well, boys, thank you guys so much for joining us on the show tonight. And and uh, I, I've already seen big things from Dale, and I'm looking for big things out of you two guys. And I know Dale uh, fishes a lot. He's had an outstanding year, and I expect nothing less out of all of you the, through 2017. And and uh, I, I'm looking forward to all of you making it over to the Catfish Weasley National Championship. I feel like you're all planning on going to be there. So, uh, yes, sir. The thing is now, when you get over there and you, you find these fish uh, and you start laying out them big ones on Lake Ozark, you're going to have to share me and Chuck and Doc some of that information so we'll be able to find it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Uh, oh, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I, never, I never heard much out of you guys all week. He's down there on all them fish, and I didn't hear too much until Saturday. <laughs> you try to keep them That's why I caught them all. Uh, I don't believe that, <laughs> but you know, that's what you got to do. You, you got to make sure that what you're doing suits you. If it's working, if nobody else knows about it, you done good. And we're the whole world, the whole catfishing community is so proud of you guys. You done outstanding. And, and, uh, it, it's a great deal for you. I'm so happy. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for being right. on the show. Chuck, what do you got for closing statements tonight? Um, I don't have a whole lot. Um, I just want to uh, tell everybody I appreciate all the um, <coughs> all the all the good messages and uh, stuff that I've received over the past couple of weeks. It's really meant a lot, and um, you know, it's really helped me through all this. Uh, you know, I I really hate it. I've missed some of these events and everything, but there's always next year. It's no biggie. Um, you know, we could have made it, you know, if, if, my, if my partner wouldn't have had trouble with the government. It's a different story, but, um, you know, it's always something. So everything happens for a reason. So um, we'll, we'll be there next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doc, I know you got a tip for the night. And if you have any closing statements, go ahead. No, no closing statements. Uh, it's uh, warm up here right now. It's going to get cold, so hopefully I can get out and do a little bit of fishing. But my tip for the night, I've been doing this for well, a lot of years, and, and my tip is when you, each one of my reels has a number on it. I'm looking at my camera, and it's off, off here. And the reason I put a number on there, if I have a problem with this reel out on the water i just make a note of uh what the number is and then when i get back in i can fix it so that's uh doc's tip for the night uh put a number on a reel and then you if you have an issue with it you can take it off and fix that reel man that's a great tip i never thought about that that's that's pretty cool my pro my problem is when i get home uh, I'm too tired or whatever, and I forget to do all that stuff. And the next time I go fishing, I pick it up and say, damn, I didn't fix this. Yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, if you can remember to do it, and I know you make notes on your phone, don't you, Doc? Yeah, I do. I think yeah. that that is something that I have a hard time 
doing anything on a phone other than talking on it. You know, I, my fingers don't text very well and I don't do hardly any of that. Uh, I don't do the computer stuff on it unless like Saturday I was traveling from my son's uh, house. We went over to grandson's birthday party and on the way back, I found out these guys won that tournament. I'm trying to burn the phone up to find out what was going on. And I, I'd have everything I t do with that. I got to do three or four times because it's all garbled up. Nobody can read it. But, uh, you know, I need a computer need to be able to do this stuff. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a great tip and uh, keeping that stuff on there. Um, I have had probably three or four messages in the last couple of days about guys wanting to know about drag, how much drag on their, their reels. I'm going to tell you my honest opinion, just like I told these guys on the phone. Why do you need 50 pounds of drag on a fishing reel? Nope. You have act, you have action in a rod, and you have drag on your reel, so you can set that so you don't break your line all the time, so you don't break your rod all the time, so you don't do this. Your leaders never break. If you will set that, to where the drag does its job and let the action of the rod do its job, you'll never break anything, ever. But that's the thing people don't understand. They say, well, I've got to turn and fish. No, you don't. If you got enough line on that, you just hold steady pressure on him. He'll quit when he gets tired. And if he's not quitting, you drag your anchor up and you go get him. There, there's no reason to fight that. The way my hands and arms are these days, and Doc, you, you can probably attest to this, uh, yeah. When a rod gets 25 or 30 pounds of drag on it and it's all bent over, it's all I can do to hold it in my hands anymore. Uh, now, when I was younger, it wasn't so bad, but there's no need to have that much drag. There, I contend that there's not a fish that can't be caught with a 6,500 Abu I haven't used anything bigger in years, and I have no desire to do it. In fact, I've got a bunch of 7,000s I'm going to be getting rid of because I don't use them. And uh, that, that's my intake on that for you guys sending these messages in. And uh, you can take it with a grain of salt. If you think you need that much drag, by all means, go ahead and get you one. But I'm telling you, I, there's, I see no reason for it. I agree. No, the, yeah. yeah, the only way yeah. they need that is if they're fishing straight in log jams, and you might as well tie a rope onto a uh... – You locked up, Chuck. You locked up on us, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, if people, you know, fish straight down into log jams, that, that's about the only reason you would need something like that. But you might as well just tie a rope straight onto a uh, <laughs> on your leader, and right? Just straight yeah. out. I mean, that's right. You know, you, yeah. you, I, I said, man, these guys. Well, I break leaders, I break this, I break that. Well, you're you're over utilizing your equipment. There's no reason to have that much drag on anything ever. That, so that's, that's why it's called sporting. You, you know, yeah. If you you know, if you're gonna go uh, bluegill fishing with a, you know, a, a blue marlin rod, I mean, there's no <laughs> use of one out there. That's one exactly. Right. Took a while, like uh, what you're saying about with the old drag thing and the current. Well, about four years ago, I caught 104 pound blue on the Missouri River out in the main channel, and. Uh, I, not once did I ever tighten that drag down to where it was real tight. I let that fish wear himself out, and I had my buddy reeling the other rods, and we unanchored to go get that fish. Right. And That's... Uh, I've done that with both 100-pounders I've put in the boat in the last <laughs> five years. Yep, yep. I, I agree 100%. You know, uh, one, of the, one of the greatest fishermen that I know is Harold Dodd. 
And Harold told me years ago, he said, there's no reason to ever run over 12 or 15 uh, pounds of drag on anything. If they if they're too much for that, you need to just go chase them down. And I've always took that as a gray salt. And for the most part, we're running eight to twelve, uh, just because we don't we don't need it. You just yeah. you just don't. We use we use heavy braid line on everything, and uh, we don't have issues. If it, we if the drag slips, we well I'm okay. You know, I'll just let it slip. Yeah, we'll just really back up. No big deal. Yeah. All right, everybody, go ahead, Doc. Biggest thing is you want it coming off of there smooth, you know, right. peeling that drag off. There's nothing wrong with peeling drag. What you don't want to have happen is what I call chucking, where it's just <laughs> sitting there coming off at a foot at a time. Jerking. You know, yeah, and, and I, I've called it chucking. And, you know, when that happens, then you got to tear that reel down, find out why it's not rolling off of there smooth, so. And most of the time it'd be drag washers. And these new drag washers yeah. that they've got that come out in the last few years, they are ultra smooth. And everybody yeah. that has to replace drag washers should get them. Yeah. What what do they call what do they call them, Doc? Uh, uh ceramic. Well, some of them are ceramic. Yeah, ceramic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is. Well, listen, folks, we're running on just over an hour, which is pretty good for us. If you like what we're doing, hit the like and share button and subscribe to us. We'd sure appreciate it. Uh, that's all we have for tonight's show. Thanks for watching Catfish Weekly. See you next Monday night.